This is Wayne Goldsmith, and welcome to Sports Thoughts. I've spent 25 years traveling the world, working with some of the world's best athletes, coaches, and teams, trying to discover what it is that they do, how they think, and what it takes to be the best in sport. Subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com to keep up to date with my thoughts on sport. Okay, welcome to Wayne's World. It's Wayne's World with Wayne Goldsmith. One of the most popular segments on our show, Wednesday mornings just after 10, Wayne Goldsmith joins us. WGcoaching.com is his website. He's on the phone. Are you in Townsville, did I see? I'm looking out at palm trees, beautiful skies, and enjoying the delights of the far north of Australia, yes. So you're up, uh, you're up in, in North Queensland, up in Townsville, and I believe you're there on a netball uh, mission. Tell us about that. Well, I've got a reasonable connection with Netball Queensland and the Firebirds, and there was a wonderful initiative that Netball Queensland have put together, which is to bring some of the players up here and spend some time with the community and the coaches and the parents and doing a bit of a clinic to um, show some support and show some uh, commitment to the Townsville Netball Association and the, the regional areas here after the floods. I mean, the floods that went through here were once in a, a lifetime, and we're, we're here now weeks after the floods, and you can still see the damage and the devastation around the town. And even heading out to the Netball Centre yesterday, the Netball courts had been up to a metre underwater and so on. So a lot of damage, and it was just wonderful to be here and spend some time with everybody. Fantastic. Now, we talk a lot on this uh, show about coaching and about uh, the intricacies of coaching but normally we, we relate it to uh, to codes like like rugby and rugby league and, and football and things like that uh, but while we're talking netball do the same do the same basic principles apply to, to coaching netball I guess they probably would wouldn't they oh, they really do and uh, last night we had the, the great pleasure of sitting and just talking netball netball coaching about what are some of the challenges that the netball community and I oh know netball everywhere is facing. And again, surprise, surprise, they know that the number of kids, boys and girls that are playing netball uh, is not as good as it could be. We know that those numbers of competitive sport have fallen over time. And the most common question, Piney, is to say, well, how do I present netball? How do I present training for netball, which is such a high energy and high intensity game? How do I, as a coach, present a training session and a training program which is going to capture their imagination and get them to keep coming back. So very, even though it's a different sport, the issues are still the same. We're still dealing with, as you and I have spoken about many times, about the issues of uh, social media and uh, use of electronics. We were talking a lot about that with parents last night on what's the best way that they can help their kids manage social media and the use of electronics around their sport and around their study. But yeah, a lot of similarities. As far as netball is concerned, the 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 um, I guess the unique nature of it, and and you mentioned their boys and girls, is that it, it is widely regarded as a as a sport for for young girls and for and for women. Is there a concerted effort in Australia to attract more boys to netball? 
There really is, and that's for several reasons, apart from the fact that they need to grow their numbers generally. The sport I'd like to say here is under siege, and the reason why it's under siege is this, is that the AFL, the rugby league, so the NRL, rugby, soccer, football, they've all made strong public commitments, both in terms of their strategies and their resources, to invest in women's sport. And we know that the AFL have already got a reasonably strong women's competition, national women's competition, and they've publicly said, look, we've got plans to grow that so that eventually we have an AFLW and AFL uh, women's competition uh, team aligned with every uh, men's franchise. And then our all want to do the same and grow their women's competition. Rugby have declared the same, and so has football with the women's A-League and so on. Now, if I was netball, I'd be very nervous because these are the are going to throw a lot of money at trying to attract and retain some of the most talented athletic female team sport orientated athletes in the country. And that's one of the reasons that they have to seriously look at expanding and attracting more boys into the game. But the, the sport itself of netball is, is really under siege like it's never been before. It's uh, with the four professional football codes here desperate to have strong and effective women's competitions. They're going after talented team sport orientated girls like never before. Because mm. the, the difficulty, I guess, around attracting boys to netball is just the stereotype around it. Would that be fair that that it is it is seen as a as a sport for young girls and therefore young boys, for reasons I'm sure we don't need to explain, uh, you know, would be reluctant to take it up. I think then maybe in the past, quite about I think those things are changing progressively. That is my my 19 year old daughter keeps saying to me all the time, Dad, stop genderizing everything, whatever that means. Or, it's the, uh, but I, I think that we'll see those things start to change in the same way that historically we might have said, well, the four uh, football codes, particularly rugby, rugby league, um, you may have said, well, you know, maybe they're predominantly male and they historically have been. But I, I think the investment that the sports are making now to grow the women's game, and, and interestingly for the sport like rugby league here, the, the NRL, the National Rugby League, entered into a commitment with Touch Football Australia and because they know that Touch Football is not only is it very closely aligned in many ways to NRL, it's also a game, if you look at the data, it's also a game that a lot of netball players play for fitness off-season. And I think the NRL's been pretty smart. They've said, well, look, not only do you get access to a whole bunch of athletic females who are already playing touch football, but chances are a lot of them are also doubling up and playing netball, and they're aggressively chasing those athletes as well. So uh, I think it's anyone can play anything these days, and with the aggression in the marketing of sport across the board that uh, they're just looking for players regardless of gender. Mm, indeed. And just on a, a wider uh, topic, you're in Townsville, as I say, which, which uh, I guess could be described as as reasonably remote as far as, I mean, it's a, obviously a main centre, but remote as far as, I guess, the rest of Queensland is concerned. Are there challenges that uh, codes are facing around around the remote areas and, and, and getting teams together in remote areas, both for, for playing and for training? Well, there, there is, and 
Uh, interesting last night, we're talking to one of the, the coaches there performing a, another second-tier competition of netball in the state. And talking to the coach there, and she said that half of my players are based in Townsville, and the other half of my team is based in Cairns, and that she's doing a lot of coaching remotely, coaching over the internet, and spending time in one centre or the other, and they don't come together as often as they'd like. That's, that's a fairly typical occurrence, and because of the sheer size of Australia... And people often say, oh, it's Kent and Townsville grouped together, but that's another several hundred kilometres up the road. And to have a team separated by that distance is almost having a team separated between Northland and Southland with the same sort of scale. It's, it's, a, it's a huge distance that they're going to have to travel. And, and all the usual things. The one great thing about regional areas playing, it's a great line I like, which is why do kids in country areas play so much sport? The answer is they can and last night, the number of parents who said, yes, yes, my daughter plays netball, but she also plays touch football, and she does tennis, and she's in a martial arts, and she plays rugby league, and the, the number of kids in rural and regional areas who have the opportunity to play multiple sports, because they can dart across town um, and do sometimes two different sports in the one night. The kids in the cities don't always have that. I Certainly with the traffic in a place like Auckland or Sydney or Melbourne, they don't have the chance to pop across town and do something else. The the kids that I saw last night, incredibly active, just doing so many things because they can. What about the heat? Does it get hot? Oh, it gets hot. It it gets hot yesterday afternoon. uh, As you know, living on the Gold Coast, it it gets quite warm there. But uh, it's it's always always a shock when you step out of the plane and you walk down and you're welcome back to the tropics. You get that absolute blast. That is an issue for them. Uh, but as always with athletes, they've got to uh, be drinking lots and lots of fluids and monitoring their their uh, fluid intake and hydrating as much as possible. One of the unique things that happens in this area is in a lot of places in New Zealand, as you know, and around the world, they have heated pools. Well, one of the most common things here in Darwin and Cairns is they have cooled pools. So the water flows uh, in the summer months instead of going out to be heated, to be pumped back in so the water's warm. They actually have to cool the pool water down. Otherwise, it hits 31, 32 degrees, which is way too hot, too hot to swim in. So that's a, that's a unique thing when you go to a pool up here. Quite often, you'll go to a place and you, instead of the pool heater, you've got the pool cooler. Wonderful stuff. Well, at least one thing we know with you around, Wayne, is that the pools will be cleaned. You're very good at that. <laughs> yeah, I should have brought the net with me in the vacuum and <laughs> done my part, but... Uh, no, wonderful to be here. Good to see the city recovering. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear more sports thoughts, subscribe to our newsletter at wgcoaching.com.